Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Mike with the Aliante Community Baptist Church. We invite you, your family, and friends to join us as we study God's Word. So, let's begin.
Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Mr. Ginger. That's a, uh, that is a, a combination uh, that came upon a midnight clear and a Liebestrom, right, by Franz Liszt. So we thank you for that beautiful music. Well, amen. I'd like you to turn in your Bibles this morning to the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke and chapter 1. As we look at the divine announcement, Luke chapter 1. And we're going to begin reading at verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And as we study your word, we pray, Father, that you be our teacher through God the Holy Spirit. Illuminate our understanding. Enable us, O Lord, to see your truth, to acknowledge your truth, to accept and to believe your truth and to proclaim your truth. We thank you, Father, for your graciousness, for your goodness, your compassion, and your love. We pray that our hearts, O Lord, will be dedicated to you. Touch us, Lord, as only you can, through God the Holy Spirit, to the glory of Jesus Christ, our Savior. In his name we pray. Amen. And so it says in the sixth month, and of course it explains that Elizabeth's family member, or, or rather Mary's family member, Elizabeth, was an elderly woman almost to the age of Sarah, and 
the Lord blessed her and her husband Zechariah, who was a, a priest, with a son, and that son was John the Baptist. John the Baptist was Jesus's cousin. And so she was six months alone, and, uh, and in that sixth month, Gabriel, an angelic messenger. And we see Gabriel throughout the scripture. He goes forth and brings God's message. He proclaims God's will and truth. And notice, he's sent by God. Now sadly, you may or may not know this, but sadly, uh, within Judaism, there are various branches of Judaism and various theological positions. And the, the Sadducees did not believe in angels. As a matter of fact, they didn't believe in angels. They didn't accept the prophetic messages of the prophets. And they didn't, they didn't believe in miracles either. And they didn't believe in the resurrection. So when Jesus walked on the earth during this period of time, and he, he would be, uh, you know, he would encounter the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and we like to, uh, you know, make a play on that word. You know, they didn't believe any of that stuff. That's why they were sad, you see. <laughs> but uh, they asked him that question about the resurrection. You know, this this uh, one woman had married a man, and uh, he died before they could have any children. And in the Jewish law, then the brother was supposed to marry. Uh, the wife, so that uh, he could have children and his brother's name would continue. Well, uh, there were seven brothers. They all married the same woman and they all died before her <laughs> without any kids. And so uh, they asked Jesus, you know, about uh, whose, whose uh, wife would she be in heaven? Okay. And he said, you err. You're making a mistake because you don't know the scripture." Because we're not married in heaven. Now, I know that's disappointing to a lot of folks. You know, they, they long to see their, their spouse. Well, if they were a Christian, you're going to see them, but they're not going to be your husband or your wife. Because we're not married. He said, we become like the angels. We don't have kids and we're not married. You see, we serve the living God. Now, down here, it's hard for us to understand that. But know this, that when you die, or the Lord comes first, and you're living in God's presence, you're going to be so overwhelmed by God's beauty and His glory that nothing else and no one else is going to be very important to you. They really are. Okay? Because you're going to be so overwhelmed with the splendor of God. So he was sent from heaven by God to a little town called Nazareth in the region of Galilee. Now, if you've been studying the Bible for a while, you realize that Nazareth was just a small, little, poor place. It could have even been perhaps described as a semi-ghetto. And uh, there were people there of varying ethnic groups and such. And so it, it wasn't considered a, um, a desirable place or neighborhood in which to grow up. As a matter of fact, one of the disciples, Nathaniel, said, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? <laughs> okay. 
because it didn't have a very good reputation. But he went to Nazareth because a little lady lived there. We move on to our second point, a virgin. And the word that's used in the Greek, because there are those who say, well, it, it doesn't really say virgin. Yes, it does. In the Greek, it's parthenon. Parthenon. Used only of a virgin woman. And, and she was really a teenager. As a matter of fact, it's estimated that she may have only been about 15 or 16 years old. Quite young. Quite young. And she was engaged to Joseph. Now, the Jewish engagement went for about a year and sometimes longer than that. But it was more serious. She was actually considered Joseph's wife, even though they had not consummated the marriage yet. Everything was done in a very timely fashion, but very patient. And so Joseph, he's of the house of David, and that's a, that's a biblical way of saying that he was a family member or a descendant of King David. And so God promises to David over in the Old Testament that there will be a king who will come from his lineage, who will rule over Israel forever. And that king is Jesus Christ, the Lord. And so, notice as Mary interacts with Gabriel, he calls her the highly favored one. Now, Sadly, people have added words to God's word, all right? Because the, the Catholics like to recite this prayer, Hail Mary. Hail is, is, is just a greeting. It's like we say hello or hi or hey. Hail Mary, full of grace. And that is what the scripture does say. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. And that's what it says here. However, what they do is they then insert something, and they change the wording of the Bible. Because here in the Bible, it says he, he will be called the Son of God. Follow? But they add, Holy Mary, Mother of God. She's not the Mother of God. God doesn't have a mother. God has always been. God has no mother or father. Understand? Now, if you've been raised uh, reciting that prayer, that portion of that prayer is blasphemous. Because Mary is not the mother of God. She was the mother of the earthly man, Jesus. Remember that Jesus is the God-man. He is God. He is Emmanuel, God with us in human form. But he's fully man and fully God. Way beyond what we can fully understand. But as the scripture, and we just read it, but with God, nothing is impossible. Amen? But Mary is highly favored. That word favored comes from the Greek word charis. charis. That word means grace. Grace. That is 
God's favor, his blessing, his gift. Not something that we can earn. It is a gift that God gives. And he gifted Mary. And yes, was she blessed above all women? Absolutely, above all other human beings. She had the wonderful privilege of giving birth to Jesus Christ, the Savior. Now notice he says, do not be afraid, because she was afraid. And all through the ancient times, whenever an angel would appear, the people would fall down in fear, and the angel would say, fear not, don't be afraid. The angels are, are our fellow servants of the Lord God. He says, don't be afraid. You're going to conceive. You're going to have a child. Now you can imagine all the things going through her mind. Because she knew she had not been with anyone. And so she replies, but, uh, wait a minute now. How is this going to happen? I, I've, I've not been with a man. That word to know really means she had not been intimate with anyone. And the angel, of course, explains to her that God the Holy Spirit, you see, God the Holy Spirit will come into her womb and bring forth the Son of God, the Son of the Highest, and he will be great, and his name will be called Jesus. And this term, Son of the Highest, makes him equal with the Father, because he is God the Son. Sadly, tragically, most people do not recognize Jesus as God the Son. They'll say, well, it says he's, you know, the Son of God. Yes, he's the Son of God, but he is God the Son. Just as the Holy Spirit is God the Spirit, and the Father is God the Father. He is the triune God. One, yet in three distinct persons. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is the Son of the Highest. Elion, the Almighty. And he will be given the throne of his father David, according to the flesh. You'll recall that Saul had been anointed king because he was taller than everybody else. <laughs> All right? But then he, he showed himself to be unworthy and unfaithful. And God took the throne from him and gave it to David. And then God made a promise to David that from his loins would come the eternal king. And that eternal king is the Lord, Jesus Christ. And he will reign over Israel and over the entire world. When Jesus Christ returns, and he will return, he will establish his millennial kingdom upon this earth. And he will reign out of Jerusalem, the capital of Israel, the capital of the world. We've said many times, and we'll continue to say it, he's not returning to Washington, D.C. <laughs> All right? All those politicians, okay? They're mistaken to believe that Washington, D.C. is the most important city in the world. No, Jerusalem is. As a matter of fact, God even said, Jerusalem is at the center of all of the nations, and it is surrounded by its enemies, 
Yet God loves Israel and he will deliver Israel and the day is coming when Jesus Christ returns that he will establish that kingdom in Jerusalem. And out of Jerusalem, he will rule the entire world and universe. And so what do we learn from this passage as we bring this message to a close? God uses messengers to proclaim his will. God uses messengers. He uses angelic messengers. And he uses human messengers. You and me and others who believe in him. When you share the message of the Lord's love with others, you are serving as a messenger of God's will. God's desire. And what is God's will and his desire? His desire is that people receive the gift. You see, Christmas time is a time of, of giving. God is the giver. And he has given to us the greatest gift in all of human history through the gift of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the gift of his love. And we, we're to listen. We're to listen, we're to trust and obey the message that comes from God's holy word. And then, remember that God is faithful to fulfill his word. He promised that his son would come into the world. He promised that his son would be sacrificed for the sin of the entire human race, that he would shed his blood. But he also promised that he would come back from the dead. And on the third day he arose from the dead and he ascended back to heaven and he promises this, that one day he will come again. And that is the message that we as God's children are to proclaim. Christmas is about God's faithfulness, his love, and his gift. The gift of life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So the final question, are you obeying the Lord and fulfilling his will for your life today? What are you doing today? What does God want for you today? We're going to sing a hymn of invitation, but before we do, take a moment. Just take a moment and look at both of your hands. Just look at your hands. The Bible refers to pure hands, clean hands and a pure heart. Clean hands and a pure heart. And when you look at these hands of yours, and some of them are bruised up and they're, they're calloused and, and, and maybe they're, they're cut and injured through a lifetime of work, yet God in his, in his glorious creative power and genius gave us these hands through which to make a living. They represent our life. Dedicate your hands, your, your life to God. And then a, a pure heart. So take those, take those two hands and, and place them over your heart. And in a moment of prayer, bow your head and let's pray and dedicate our heart, our hands, our life as a gift to God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for saving us and for washing us in the blood of the Lamb. Father, we dedicate our lives, our hands, and our heart to you. Thank you for loving us so 
for giving us the wonderful gift of your love in the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our living and glorious and soon returning Savior. We pray in the name that is above every name, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let's stand, please, as we sing. I surrender all. Maybe you're here today and you've never given your heart or your life to Jesus. You can do that today. Right there where you stand. And then we would ask that you come forward, maybe to join the church or to follow the believer's baptism or to make your profession of faith in Christ public. As we sing, you come to Jesus. We pray that you have been blessed by today's lessons from God's Word, and we invite you to contact us with any questions that you may have, especially questions regarding your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to help you with your walk of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and with your understanding of His Holy Word, the Bible. Our contact information is listed in the podcast show notes. May God richly bless you.